Hey folks, welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge in for Shea Gannam. Thanks for being with us here on this Tuesday morning. Uh, Shea will be back tomorrow. I'll be back uh, on my afternoon show as well. Uh, a few other things we'll get to in this hour. But I want to begin uh, this hour, the conversation around the uh, cryptocurrency industry and the huge ramifications of the, basically the collapse of the FTX, cryptocurrency exchange. A company that was valued previously at uh, somewhere around $32 billion. How does something like this happen? I mean, it's, it's happened before in the industry, I guess, with smaller and less relevant players. But things were supposed to be different with FTX. And obviously, uh, that wasn't the case. So a lot of questions about what went wrong here, what it means for investors. A lot of people have lost a lot of money. An Alberta connection to all of this as well. Calgary-based Bitvo uh, announcing, and maybe that was obvious given uh, the, you know, the magnitude of what happened here. Uh, but clearly FTX will not be purchasing, will not be acquiring Bitvo Incorporated, which was to have happened. That was announced earlier this year, that deal. Uh, but Bitvo saying today that they're not affected by this. They had no exposure to, to FTX. They said their, their operations will continue. So where do things go wrong for FTX? What does it mean for the cryptocurrency industry? What does it mean for investors? What does it say about the need for uh, more or different regulations? Well, someone who's been uh, following all of this is Ethan Liu, business columnist with The Globe and Mail and author of the book, Once a Bitcoin Miner, joins us on the line here this morning. Ethan, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Rob, great to talk to you again. I mean, it's, it's stunning, isn't it? Even though, we, you know, you, you point out in your piece, we saw this with uh, Celsius Network, we saw this with Terra USD, but with something as big as FTX, it, it is stunning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it was valued at $32 billion at its last valuation, and now that is basically nothing. And lots of people have invested in FTX, like the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan put almost $100 million into it, and now that is probably all gone as well yeah it's pretty shocking help us understand or for those not familiar with cryptocurrency the role that exchanges play what what was the role that ftx play what was ftx so that is basically a platform where you can deposit your dollars to buy crypto or you deposit your crypto uh to try to sell that for dollars or you deposit crypto to trade that for crypto and while these aren't banks, I think lots of people do treat them as banks. They keep their crypto there. And this is basically how this ended up collapsing because lots of people tried to get their money out. And, and uh, it turns out that the exchange didn't have enough money on hand to honor all of their withdrawals. Where did it go? Well, that is a good question. I think yeah. lots of people are trying to figure that out. And right now, the, uh, According to the details that have come out, the the exchange um, it was commingling the funds. It was taking uh, users' deposits and it was trying to invest with that. And also, there's a report that says Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder, he built a backdoor into the system so that he can move funds without alerting other people. So, yeah, uh, I guess to answer the question, we don't know where the money is. Right. And again, nothing's been proven, but I understand, at least in the U.S. anyway, there, there is a criminal investigation underway. So there's, there's certainly the potential that things go in that direction. Yes. And, but uh, to be fair to FTX, I should say that almost 
every other crypto exchange is under some form of investigation in the U.S. So its competitors are, are also under investigation. So just because there is an investigation, it doesn't necessarily uh, mean anything. You mentioned the, the founder of, of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, who's, I think, either 29 or 30, still a pretty young guy, obviously uh, uh, very wealthy, a billionaire. But he was a very prominent figure in this industry. I, explain his significance here. So he basically burst into the scene last year, at least he became famous last year when he spun out his company from Binance, which had a stake in FTX. And Binance is like the world's biggest uh, crypto exchange. It's like the the apple of crypto. And But a lot of regulators don't like it. It's been accused of not following all the rules. And Sam Bankman-Fried thought... He wanted to do things differently. He want he didn't want to be connected to Binance, and so he bought out Binance's stake. And he, uh, after that, he's been seen on stage with former world leaders Bill Clinton, Tony Blair. He's been seen on stage with supermodels, and he he has a lot of quirky antics. And I think it endeared him to the public. He was at one point thought to have been a good public face for crypto. Right, yeah. And I mean, you know, as, as you're right, one of the reasons why he moved away from Binance initially is because he didn't feel that they were compliant enough with regulations. This was someone who seemed to believe in, in a well-regulated industry. Yeah, and I think that there's either a lot of hypocrisy in that, uh, either he, he was just plainly lying before, or, you know, he's trying to do the right thing and he failed, or that means there's a lot of incompetency in this. So I think either explanation, it doesn't look well for him. What are the ramifications here? Uh, I mean, people have lost money. Obviously, you know, the, the markets have taken a hit. The value of, of Bitcoin and crypto have taken a hit as a result of this. You know, smaller companies, we mentioned the situation with Bitvo, the Canadian company. Obviously, this has ramifications for them. But what do you see as the fallout from this? Uh-huh. Uh, well, firstly, if I may address Bitvo a little, I think Bitvo dodged the bullet here. Yeah. It's very good that uh, the acquisition didn't... Uh, didn't finalize before this happened or else it would have been a world of trouble and uh, with respect to the ramifications i think we can definitely expect more regulatory scrutiny on crypto if you look at what happened in 2019 when quadriga cx collapsed the canadian regulators they really stepped up their game and i think we can see something similar uh, uh with respect to the u.s regulators I mean, is is there a need for that? I mean, is, maybe that should have been obvious, but what, what needs to change? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it actually is quite a similar situation with what happened in 2008 during the financial crisis. And while the, uh, the, the specific spark that lit the kindling is different, essentially the, the banks, they were also hit by bank runs. People tried to get their money out and the banks didn't have enough money for them. And so... The regulators, they came up with stricter rules for banks and they had to hold a higher percentage of the deposits that people put with them on hand. And so I think we can expect a similar thing to happen to exchanges. They're going to have to say uh, maybe 20% of the money people deposit with you, you can't do anything with it. You just got to keep that in your reserves. Now, this may spook investors a little bit and and maybe it it discourages some people from, from getting into crypto. I don't know if it necessarily says anything about Bitcoin specifically or cryptocurrency more general as an investment or the utility of cryptocurrency. But what do you see as the followed for crypto itself? 
Well, the, the crypto world has seen something much worse before. In 2013, uh, uh, and again, the, the specific cause is different, but big picture-wise, it's quite similar. Similarly, an exchange went down, and a, an exchange couldn't honor the withdrawals of its customers. And that was a lot worse because back then, crypto was a much smaller place, more centralized, and that exchange that went down was called Mt. Gox. And at one point, 90% of Bitcoin transactions went through it, and that thing went down. And uh, crypto uh, Bitcoin ended up recovering from that. And and I think we're, we're going to see something similar here. Will it get back to, to its previous heights, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think... Definitely yes, but I think if you uh, if you make a prediction on price without uh, saying a time limit, right. uh, that that's a little meaningless. And uh, so I, I don't know when it will get back to that height, but surely one day it will. Uh, I think sixty years ago, people never imagined that houses would cost a million, but mm-hmm. it always gets there. Well, we'll see what comes from all of this. In the meantime, your latest it's up at theglobeandmail.com. Ethan, appreciate the insight. Thanks for making some time for us here.